Double Gaming is finally here. What are our plans? Welcome back, listeners, to the 159th episode of the FPL Surgery Podcast, recording on the 19th of January 2020. I am back after a week away. Thank you for the millions of emails and messages saying that you've missed me. <laughs> Pause for comic effect there. And there we, go. we are back in the studio with my co-host, Stefan. Welcome back, Stefan. Thank you for producing a great podcast last week. I know it did take some effort in the end, and your editing and producing skills really came to the fore. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think it wasn't that easy and it didn't sound that good, but I'm glad to have you back and now it, leaving the <laughs> It did sound good. No, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed and especially having a, a veteran like Alex on and a newbie like Flapjack. It was, it was a good listen. You've all had great things to say. It was nice to be listening back instead of actually producing for once. It's nice to have someone else experience my pain. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this week's guest is the, I think it's the first guest that we've ever had on the podcast. A true veteran of the surgery and a veteran of FPL as well, with seven top 50k finishes, three within the top 10k, with his highest being 2,348. The Twitter match of the day review man he's all known for on Twitter at AthleTC. It's Tom Campbell, aka the Mayor of FPL. Welcome, Tom. What an introduction! Cheers, Jim. Um, great to be great to be back. And it's a hell of a long time I've been guesting. If I was the first on the show, that's a fair few years ago. No, I think you're right. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I'm going to claim that. Oh, can I can go in the bio as well. And uh, it's good yeah, to see you, talk right. to you as well, Stefan. A great pod le- last week as well. Good on you. Yeah. yeah, good to have you back. Even though it's the first time, maybe we're on Appreciate together. That. Oh yeah, was it the first time you two been on? I think we attempted um, one a while a while back with like 10 of us on and it was an unmitigated disaster from the the word go so oh, yes. um yeah we've spoken but maybe not actually gone gone public with a recording so we'll yeah, see how tonight goes those were good, good times oh good yeah times joyous times, yeah. yeah yeah amazing <laughs> does happen but. it does anyway, let's list the fpl headlines for this week They are, let's forget about the double game week teams for a while and look at the single game week teams who we should be focusing on. Uh, Number two is time to abandon Leicester and Chelsea assets. Number three is, are there any options from West Ham? Number four is, do we like Bobby Firmino as a third Liverpool asset? And number five will be our final plan for double game week 24. And as ever, there'll be a lot else to discuss in terms of all the questions we get in. We'll go over the FPL headlines as I just mentioned. Listen to questions. I'll have a piss break. We'll go for partner chat. Captains and transfers. Uh, league tables haven't updated yet, but we'll mention the winner of the Patreon Slack Cup this year, which uh, went on a few weeks ago. We just completely forgot to mes- uh, mention it, but yeah. And then we'll uh, finish on the guest top three picks, which we haven't got those yet, Tom, but you can think of them whilst... Oh, I've got them. I've got them. I just haven't shared them with you. You're not stealing my thunder. I've got them. They're ready to go. (laughs) But first, let's briefly discuss how we got on in the last game week. Stefan, I'll come to you first. How are you getting on? Have you looked at your live FPL score so far? Yeah, I just checked it now, and I think I'm looking at a small green arrow with 47 points, and the game week was basically decided on the one kick for Vardy and on the penalty. Had he scored yeah, that one, that. I think I would have gotten a bigger green arrow. But okay, think these things happen. I guess I'm, I I was owned it because I was on here talking down Pope, saying he couldn't make a save, and today he made seven saves, including a penalty. So I guess I'm the 
guy. Egg on your face. <laughs> yeah. Some English pronoun, what you'll call it. Uh, but 47 <laughs> yeah. points is decent, yeah. I think. And I still keep getting the double returns from my double Liverpool defense with Robertson and Arnold. So that that's pretty much been okay ever since I got them back. Yeah, that Martial miss really did pain me with no Liverpool yeah. defensive assets. I, I actually right. transferred out Martial this game. I did uh, Rashford to Danny Inks, which basically a lot of people did, but... I had the second free transfer available and I knew that I would want some for game week 24. And I looked at my team and I figured, okay, Martial against Liverpool or Son against Watford, I gotta give it to Son. So I did that transfer also. Tried to be a bit aggressive. It could have backfired today, but Son could also have gotten something yesterday, I think. He had some shots and he set up Del Alli for a decent chance. So I'm pretty happy with my transfers. Not happy with Vardy, but uh, everything else okay. <laughs> yeah, so he's got Norwich at home next, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Son, so <clears throat> he's good for 24. Okay, uh, Tom, how did you get on this game? So I matched... And how did you run overall as well? Go oh, horrifically really um well maybe maybe that's a, a bit too uh, dramatic it's just been a bit of a nothing season really for me lots of uh, terrible mistakes uh, sort of orientating around about the half a million rank um got the same score as stefan this week with uh, 47 points um made a, another cracking transfer in losing jimenez for danny ing so you know that's cool that's fun um oh. but i did did see a green arrow because i've been kind of uh, gambling on my captaincy uh, last few game weeks uh, with my game week rank being what it is i went for tammy abraham this week which obviously didn't pay off so seeing vardy have that penalty save was was probably a net gain for me i would have thought actually with his effective ownership but Grealish was uh, was my star but the the transfer was um, a real tough one to swallow this week but uh, yeah green arrow up to up to 432k wow um yeah dizzying heights but um yeah that's where we're at <laughs> you're still, you're still yeah, better, better than me, me as well yeah. so. okay yeah, esteemed so company i was gonna say to the listeners do as we say not as we do that can be the motto of the pod yeah and i think you did, you did a good transfer i think uh wolves looked yeah i mean we were, hammered. we were talking weren't we yeah yeah, we were talking uh, previously before the podcast started, weren't we, Stefan, about it? Results-based thinking is like, well, that's a terrible transfer. But, you know, the logic was there. Wolves' upcoming run is pretty rotten, really. But he's a he's a really composed finisher, can score against anyone. So, yeah, that was tough to tough to swallow, especially seeing Abraham's um, going close. I think he had the top XG, actually, of, of players, even ahead of um, Troy Deeney, who missed that penalty. So... It, it, it was a, a tough one. Anyway, Jim, let's move on. How about how about you? How did you do? Well, I actually had Jimenez, so I, I gained from that 13 points which he gained, so I, I, I quite like that. But Good my, on you, mate. Um, Good on you, yeah. My decisions this week was, uh, I, I had a plan to take out Rashford and actually bring in Dominic Cabot-Lewin, so that would enable me to get TAA and Mane this week. But mm-hmm. I decided to go against that, and I brought in Ings and ruined him for everyone. Oh, for game you're week, so to that, blame. That nice. Yeah, uh, but I'm still hopeful. They've got some good fixtures, Southampton they going do. forward, so I'm still hopeful yeah. that he's going to come good for me. I <laughs> went on a bit of a, a nutter captaincy uh, run in some way. And my, a couple of game weeks ago, I captained Sterling, who came on for that one point, which was 
beautiful. And then the game week after, I just thought, sod it, I'll try it again. Captain Sterling again. They were they were playing Aston Villa. They, playing? they scored loads of goals against Aston Villa. Yeah, I thought the City were just going to rip them apart. They did, and Sterling was no part of that. So my advice actually went to Rashford. So that was a bit lucky for me. As she scored sixty seven last week, so not bad game week. And this week, I am currently on fifty one. I also captain Sterling again, and it's last time he's gone out of my team already. I can't stand him anymore. He's got to go. He's just not been right in the Premier League for a while now. Um, Do you know what, Jim? It's just just on Sterling, just briefly. Like, we listen to the FML, FPL pod, and those guys have been really anti-Sterling just because positionally he's been just, like, anchored to the wing. And I did the same as you for, like, seemingly months. I got really lucky when he um he actually did well i think it was away at wolves i know he missed a penalty but that was only because yeah he he ended up playing through the middle because of the sending off so that like even that was was pretty fortunate it's it's something like guardiola just decided this season that to get the width he was going to put sterling really far on the on the whip on on, on the way hope Mm. Yeah, always he's got, got a great ceiling, hasn't he? Yeah. Come back in, yeah, exactly. And you just, yeah. and you just think, well, he's playing like you know mm. uh, an average team in Crystal Palace, playing at home. Mm. Yeah, surely he can get something. And yeah, yeah it just didn't turn I mean, out. Yeah. A lot of people, Captain De Bruyne, as well, didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it feels like you and I, and probably Stefan as well, have <laughs> been looking for those types of players because of our overall ranks. And Sterling has got mm. years of history of you know three thousand plus minutes and massive returns and goals and assists, but it just this season his positional, I don't know, default position feels like it's been a lot wider than usual, and it's it's made him a way less attractive fantasy Premier League option. Yeah, I sold him, I sold, so, but I just, yeah. well, you know I made the same mistake. I sold him gaming thirteen and that's or fourteen. That's maybe one of my better moves this season. Pretty yeah, much based yeah, good, on the eye move. test because uh, the algorithms and the expected point score, he's pretty much on top every game week for those. But yeah, there's something a... about watching him play. He doesn't seem that threatening, really. And the one game he scored no. the race, as you said, versus Wolves, that was the outlier. That game was just Yeah, strange. exactly. And that was because of that sending off where they where they hooked Aguero to make up the make up yeah. the you know the numbers and and he played through the middle. It's just a just a weird thing with him. Um, he's he's become less viable, I guess, as an option. But the temptation is there as a when you're rank chasing to go for him because you've got what like three seasons of him being this incredible points magnet. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah exactly. not so much this season. If, if but yeah, that's still a good score, Jim. <laughs> Fifty one. That's that's cool. You must have gone up. This yeah, season, I uh, this think week. I've gone up slightly. I think I'm up to like eight hundred. 143,000 so still not doing too great but yeah Sterling's gone for me and that does make me feel a lot better I brought in Manny last night uh, so I have made the one move for this week so far but let's move on Uh, okay we've got to mention our patrons thank you to all of our patrons you are brilliant people including you Tom thank you very much Uh, we also had a new patron this week Ivor Melby has joined this week at the Slack level so thank you to Ivan really appreciate you coming on board Andy Portlock Vince Poyle and Ron Flask we mention every week because they're at the highest tier so an extra special mention to them and all of our other wonderful patrons thank you very much if you want to come on board it's patreon.com forward slash fpl surgery Eva so, uh, is in my mini league so um, I'm guessing he comes in to, to help winning that mini league oh yeah. he's coming to snoop <laughs> yeah, on you yeah. oh, it's I good see. to have him on anyways oh, good to have him on mm. yeah welcome Eva is that, yeah, is that Eva. you say yeah, Eva. Eva glad to have you 
Okay, back to the FPL headlines now. So number one, let's forget the double game week teams for now. Which single game week teams should we be focusing on? So we had a load of questions regarding this. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to actually read down these questions just so we can show the variance and thought patterns of certain listeners that we've got here. So Mark at M Bison 22 is, but with all the talk of the double game week, are we forgetting that Man United, Everton, Spurs have juicy plum home fixtures? Would you take hits to target these games and go all out for a triple figure score? We had Josh Foss at Josh Foss underscore FPL has put, we focus so much on Liverpool double. Which other great fixtures have we overlooked for next few game weeks? And then FPL Vader has put, taking out template of Salah, Mane, KDB and Grealish, which mid would you have in your wildcard? Uh, FPL DC is, is put, are we overlooking City assets with the double game week pool clouding our judgment? E.g. Aguero's got five goals in his last two game weeks. And we've got also Future Fossil at Andy Lakeham. It's put Aguero, question mark. And then Cherry Ann Baxter has put, yeah, do we go for Aguero instead of Vardy when we have so much invested in Vardy? We'll have to be a change for the season. So a lot of thoughts there from our listeners just showing that it's not just the Liverpool and West Ham players that they're looking for. So, Tom, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Yeah. Let's go from the first question. You've got, you've got it in front of you. So... Who would you target out of the other teams and their fixtures? I mean, let's just list the the good fixtures that we've got for. Okay, game I mean, 24. I'll, I'll call out the the ones that I see as ones you you might want to target, and you know, you guys can come in if there are any specific fixtures which you've, you've which you've thought about already. But the one that stands out to me, Jim, is Brighton being away at Bournemouth. So I, I think the other ones, which you know, we'll talk about in a moment, are uh, clearly. You know, Spurs have got a whipping boy so far this season of Norwich. Uh, you've got Man United playing Burnley at home. Leicester will play my guys, West Ham, and Watford are away at Villa. But the one I wanted to talk about first is just Brighton away at Bournemouth. So Eddie Howe's having an absolute nightmare with this Bournemouth team. I think, Jim, you'll know from my time on the other podcast that I've shared with you over the years, I've been a big vocal critic of the Bournemouth defence for a long time. I kind of feel like they've blagged it for a long time. And I think they've ultimately been found out a little bit now, which obviously disappointing for their fans. But for me, it's no great surprise. They just haven't learned. And they they are now being, as I say, being exposed to that weak defence. I think it's now four losses on the bounce for Bournemouth. <clears throat> no goals in those four as well. So they're not actually able to you know, take the pressure off that porous defence by by scoring at the other end as well. I really like the look of of Brighton in terms of a, like a ball playing team. And Neil Mope really impressed me in his last match against Villa. Um, he's sort of happily priced, I guess you might you might say, in terms of under six mil. He's five point nine mil at time of recording. Four shots in the last game and one attempted assist as well. So I quite like him in terms of in terms of that game. I like Leandro Trossard as well, but there's always a question mark over game time game with these time, guys. Yeah. But I just think if you're looking to be a, a bit different, and you know, <laughs> comments notwithstanding about what we've done in the past feels like that might be a nice one to target in terms of Bournemouth right now. They can't have any confidence. It was such a huge, harrowing loss to them um, in their last game against Norwich. Feels like a game to target. What do you guys think? Yeah, Stephen? I own Mopay for some game mix now. And since game week 19 or something, I had the choice between him and Calvert-Lewin. And I'm regretting that move. I don't think Brighton has looked very good going forward. I don't think 
Mopé has taken good shots. I don't think he's been involved as a poacher. I think he's been more of a, a link-up guy of sorts. I think uh, Calvert-Lewin is, is more clinical in his finishing and Brighton also struggled for goals. They had two big chances, I think, in the last game at home to Aston Villa, which should be maybe one of the best fixtures for them the whole season. And, mm. and I think like, that scares me. However... The Bournemouth game, as you say, is is a really good game, and they also have West Ham. Exactly, you couldn't you couldn't lose him before this game, could you? No, Steph? Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't transfer wouldn't him out, transfer would you? Out, but if I had to choose to target someone to bring in, I don't think I would have brought him in at this point. I think I would rather go to Everton for for the striker spot. Even well, I guess Everton have got a nice next three. I mean, they Newcastle home, Watford away is actually probably quite tough now. Then Crystal Palace at home, that's they defend well too. Yeah, so, I mean, I do like. I do like Calvert Lewin as well as a as an option. But then Brighton's fixtures are pretty friendly as well. They've got West Ham in twenty five and Watford at home, Sheffield United away, Crystal Palace. I guess I just, just said those games are quite tough, yeah. but fixtures feel feel decent for Mopé. Decent for the um, next couple of games, yeah, I, but uh, after that, Watford, mm. Sheffield United, Palace, Wolverhampton, Arsenal, all tough games for goals. They might get yeah. some points over those yeah. games, but I'm, I'm not so sure Brighton will score a lot of goals in the coming weeks. No, I mean, Everton are, are the, the better side, you'd say. Yeah, yeah. I, I w- okay, that's I fair enough. I would be tempted to go maybe even for a guy like Greenwood or also Martinelli to save some cash if I were looking for a striker. Greenwood now with Rashford gone a couple of months, I think, at least. He should be playing, and he should be playing mostly in the easier games. Like, he didn't start against Liverpool today, but I'm sure he will start versus Burnley at home and he will maybe get benched for the tougher games but should start the easier games and that's uh, that's a good thing yeah it's a nice shout what, do, do, do we want to arbitrate between us Jim what do you what do you reckon on Neil Mopé and Bright, Brighton's prospects against Bournemouth this week I mean I was all for Mopé like um, Stefan was before but uh, yeah it's I mean like, he's not really formed that well got the assists against Aston Villa but yeah like mm. Stefan was saying Villa in the last four conceded 16 big chances and they're top for shots conceded and everything they're just not looking good defensively at all and over the season the same so you would be expecting more from that so when can you rely on a player like that for points is uh, maybe in this game against Bournemouth because they're you know not doing too well as well but Going forward, as Stefan's mentioned, I see all those other fixtures, you know, even West Ham away. They're looking green on the fixture ticker on FPL, but I don't see that many goals there. Uh, no, so I, I think th- I agree with Stefan here. Fair enough. I mean, it, it, he did, you know, my match of the day notes that I put out that you mentioned at the beginning of the top of the pod as well. He, he did pass the eye test to me, but that is such an abridged, you know, view of highlights in that game. If, if anyone yeah. watched that game and can, can tell me otherwise, you know, fair enough. I didn't but, watch the full game in that it, game, but I watched uh, the few other games before that from Brighton, mm. so... Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, Cook, after his acrobatic, you know, handball, outstanding save, will be missing for that game as well, which which could play into that game as well. But hey, we'll see. It'll be an interesting one to to check back after game week 24 is finished. We can agree that if you're targeting a wildcard in game week 25, I support getting more pay for 24. Yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, Uh, So I've called out some other fixtures. Yeah, what do do you got? What do you think, Stefan, of some of the other games that we mentioned? Yeah, the the one I have been targeting the whole time is Spurs at home to Norwich. I don't really care about Spurs' bad form 
or lack of scoring goals are pretty much and I think everyone should expect them to struggle for to score a lot of goals away to Watford and they did but they did create some chances and they could have scored a goal or two against Watford and even though they haven't scored a lot of goals lately I think just looking at the fixture I think Spurs and particularly Son maybe even Lucas Moura Dele Alli also Aurier is going to do well against Norwich they can easily lose that game 3-4-0 and be the game that everyone thought oh Double game week, why didn't I pick any Spurs players? I was just looking at double. Yeah, I do think you're right. I think that Son could be one of these players. He's playing up. To, is he playing up top no, he's, now? He's um, still wide. Uh, it's Lucas Moura is playing up top, basically. Son played uh, up top for the last 15-20 minutes yesterday, but he's still dangerous when he's coming in from the wide position. Yeah, I'd echo that, Stefan. It was it was evident from the highlights as well. He he was starting from wide positions, which you know clearly you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily like that. But even so, he still looked threatening to me. Four shots, two on targets. Uh, two on target, excuse me, three attempted assists, and he's playing Norwich at home. They'll fancy that. So, yeah, that's clearly a standout game, and, and he's the standout player, I would I would venture. I thought Deli Alley looked good as well um, in that game in terms of his creativity. He's a little bit cheaper at 8.6 million. So, you know, there's there's options there if you want to target a potential big haul, I would say. Lucas Moura is the typical guy that can get a haul in, in that game, I think. Mm. Playing up tops of his... his- Maybe a bit like Martial playing out of position. Martial also has yeah, a good nice. game, of course, against Burnley. Mm-hmm. Who have literally just won the last game 2-1. But it, I, I can't really see anywhere which I want to truly invest in for the future based on this game weekend going forward. Am I missing something here? I mean, like Man United, you never know when they're going to turn up. They There's didn't no play well today. There. There's no trust. You know, you, you, Spurs, like Stefan has said, he's gone for Son. I can see why. But again, there's still question marks there. There's question marks over Chelsea as we've got one of our headlines to remove them. Leicester as well. And, you know, Arsenal still nothing there. So there's not anyone which I'm truly loving. I think Watford have made a big statement now that they are back. And they have got some pretty decent fixtures. They've got Aston Villa next, which, as as we mentioned earlier, just the stats are not with them. They are not doing well defensively at all. Then they've got Everton and Brighton. There's potential there, but there's not anything which I'm, I'm absolutely loving. So for it's me, it's a shame um, that Star's done his hamstring, isn't it, Jim? He, he would be a shout, yeah. but he's... Um, he looked great against he's, he's looking like he's picked up a knock. Yeah, yeah he, he really did. And Watford a second of, in the form table behind only... Liverpool over the last five so they're a great shout I just I couldn't see a standout player that I liked you know mm. there's always Decore in that number 10 role. yeah I like Decore yeah it's a, it's a nice shout I mean Saar would have been the one but um, you know you wouldn't necessarily expect them to risk a, a quick return with it being a hamstring problem that he's picked up so I didn't I didn't yeah, see I a standout Decore, yeah I like Decore yeah, Decore nice is going under the radar a little bit I mm. mean he scored quite well until this Tottenham game uh, you know, he's got six, nine and 14 points in the last three before that. So he is one which maybe has potential as a, yeah. a dark differential shout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let, let's go back to the FPL Vader question. He's saying, which mid would you have in your next wild card? So if we're excluding Salah, Mane, KDB and Grealish, who else would you put in that cluster? If you're going for the six man, I'm assuming he's asking this. Stefan, you go first. Uh, no surprise, I'm going for some. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, fair enough. You don't need to explain yourself there. And Tom, who would you go for? 
I mean, yeah, Son is the standout, isn't he? Need to sort of think about him. And I know we just completely bagged on Man United, rightly so. Because I think Martial needs to be at least acknowledged. Like he had a great chance today against this watertight Liverpool defence, which he really should have done better with. But um, Burnley, to me, I watched the game today, Burnley versus Leicester, and I thought me looked really slow. I think he might be able to, he might be targeted by um, Martial. And I like the prospect of Greenwood playing against that back four as well. So I think Martial is um, is also in consideration. But, you know, given the choice between him or Son, it's, uh, it's definitely I think, Son. Yeah, Martial is a great pick, but the Rashford injury was the concern for me. When he was injured, I found it easier to swap mm-hmm. out Martial. But I have, I have been watching a lot of United games lately and they are pretty decent. And I think Martial has been good for a long stretch now. Oh, I would yeah, expect him to do sure. well for Burnley, but the games after Burnley, I'm I'm not sure about how well United will do. Like I say, that's just a trust thing with them, isn't it? They you know they turn over Spurs, they get they got a point against Liverpool at home, but then they've lost to you know Palace, Southampton, West Ham, Newcastle. Yeah. It's uh, it's a difficult team to trust. I guess Jim Richarlison, if he hadn't picked up that injury, would be one to think about as well. He's he's actually sneakily having a a really good season. They've got um, a decent next fixture as well and. Uh, Ancelotti was a bit evasive about when he would return, but he would be another one to think about if he, you know, if he returns quickly. But yeah, Son's the standout, I guess. Do do you see anyone else? I suppose we've got a lot of questions regarding City, and do you see any other City assets other than KDB, which you could go for? I mean, there are, there are some questions here on Aguero. Would you go for any other City asset? I mean, I've had Sterling, but I'm glad to remove him. There's not really anyone else for me. Do you know what? I've I've really taken a back step from Twitter over the last month or so, but um, I did sort of uh, look, uh, have a little look over the last few days, and there was this big momentum behind Raheem Mares, wasn't there? Building and yeah. people sort of saying he'd established himself as a as a must must have and what have you. And I think you know it's easy to deduce that from from how he played, and then. Pep goes and, and puts him on the bench, you know? It's so it's just mm. a difficult one at that price point to well, then, then trust. Next game week, he could score loads, can he? So exactly, just... yeah. And I think, again, the the, 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 other, the FML, uh, FPL guys sort of say, well, that, you know, you accept that, but if you average the points out over a prolonged mm. period, he's still going to be averaging between four and six points, I guess. But for any given game week, you're, you're always going to be, you know, doubtful as to whether, or you know, there'll be some some degree of doubt there as to whether or not he's going to he's going to feature. Yeah, and you'll end up with that one point because he does often come on, doesn't he? Right. Just, yeah, I'm sure people had that this week. I'm sure. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is difficult. I suppose. I mean, I did hear them talking about Mahrez actually, mm. and I was kind of nodding along and then thinking when they're saying that yeah you've got to have a good bench but it's just that he always comes on and it's just really disappointing for your game week it can yeah. you just think well why have I got this man in my team but then you you think the next game week he could do really really well exactly. and, yeah, yeah he, what do you want if to- you look at just his scores that he scored recently like 17 points against Villa that's yeah Brilliant. It's huge, isn't it? Huge, and that and that sort of mm. gives you that buffer over the next period. And that, to their point, it, it averages out, and it's still it's still fine. Um, you know, someone who's completely different, like a James Madison, who is as assured a selection in the midfield as perhaps anyone. Is that someone who you you guys are a fan of? Is, is he a player that you've had this season that you you look for the remaining period of of the season? I think I own Madison for. I don't think I own Madison this season. I never got to him, but I still I think he's a good pick. But it's more the question on the second headline: what to do with the Leicester assets because their form has been terrible lately. So, yeah, it's really dipped, hasn't it? But on Morris, I, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to bring in Morris. 
maybe as a punt in a double game week or something, maybe on a free hit when it looks like he will play. But um, I would much rather take 90 minutes from a guy I know will play each game rather than play the pep lottery. And, and, yeah. and, the, and right. the more points City are behind Liverpool in the title race, a race, maybe it's not a race anymore. And maybe you will save for the Champions yeah, League. So, yeah, so you won't guess Pep's lineups. I think it's impossible. I mean, we, we I've just looked at Mahrez's scorecard here, and every ninety minutes that he's played, he scored points apart from one against Brighton game week four. So it's just to show, and he's not had that many ninety minutes, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So that's a good return, really. So I can see if you wanted to go for Mahrez, I could actually see that being a good shout, but... I would rather take my... Yeah, you I'm just need to... Take my- you need to go in with your eyes open, don't you, as to what it can be. You know, it's it's a, a difficult player to own, difficult player to certainly captain, but there's a huge upside. Huge upside. So I do, I do get it. Um, we didn't talk about Jack Grealish as well. You know, Villa, clearly terrible team that's all but you know, looking like they're likely to go down. But if you look over the last, back to game week 16, Jim, he's had returns of 6, 0, 8, 6, 1, 13, 1 and 10. I know. Um, And he he just looks like a class above, doesn't he? Like his goal on the weekend was emphatic. I know he missed another good chance as well. But in spite of playing in this wretched team, he still looks like he's... You know the, the classic talisman, and there's still great value, isn't he? So someone to think about as well. Six point five million if you haven't purchased him already. Yeah, I think I saw a, a tweet from Adam Hopcroft. I, I think it was him. Sorry if I'm probably probably he, but... he's known to talk yeah. about Villa from time to time, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah true. Yeah, uh, Grealish since game week nine has been on fire. He's put played fourteen goals, seven assists, four points per mm. match, five point nine, and uh, upcoming matches are Watford at home, Bournemouth away, Tottenham at home. Southampton away so not terrible yeah sort of benefited from that McGinn injury didn't he sort of playing in that inside left channel um, and he's just stepped up hasn't he and then with the you know the injury to Wesley I think they've signed or looking to I'm not sure if they've actually completed the signing of Samata but I mean He's, he's, it's just all eyes are on him, right? He is the talisman. I'm not sure if he'd keep penalties after he missed one, but he, did, he looks he like a, a real... City. No, and he, and he did miss one, didn't he, as well, Stefan, as well, I think, was that? I can't, yeah. like the, his missed, last one he, he took, missed he missed. one penalty, and then El Ghazi took the penalty against City. Yeah, so you'd have to assume he's probably not got them, even though, even so, I think he's... He's real value at 6.5 million. But there yeah, you go, that's, yeah, that's that. a midfield roundup. Um, yeah. Okay, let's move on to headline number two. So time to abandon Leicester and Chelsea assets. So Tom, I know you've got something to say on Chelsea assets. Do we need to abandon all of our Chelsea assets now? So yeah, I mean, I didn't take too much of a look at Leicester, but in terms of Chelsea, I think questions are now being asked, aren't they? I think it's, um, I'm feeling particularly bitter about having captained uh, Tammy Abraham in the last game. Should again mention his XG 1.42 resulting in four points with a captain hall. Great. Um, But in terms of their their last few games, I mean, they lost at home to Bournemouth and Southampton. We mentioned how crap Bournemouth are recently. (laughs) But they then did beat your mob, Arsenal and Spurs away. So it's just really, really difficult. Their upcoming games are... Arsenal at home, which is, I guess, a decent game. Although, I think you'd agree, Jim, there's been an improvement under Arteta in in some some ways. Yeah, not majorly. Away at Leicester. 
No, mm. yeah, they're, they're noticeable up to a point, I guess. Mm. So that you know, tough derby game against Arsenal. Uh, they've not been great at home, as I say, and that that game is at Stamford Bridge. They're then away at Leicester. I think we're going to talk about how Leicester have performed, but uh, still, uh, still a good side. Home to Man United and then home to Spurs. So my feeling is, yes, it is a decent time to move away from Chelsea um, and to look elsewhere based on based on their kind of haphazard form and, and those fixtures. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's anyone who I would truly want at the moment. I think they do need to come back into form. And, uh, well, actually, Stefan, your thoughts on Chelsea? Uh, I don't have that many thoughts on Chelsea. I think they're still decent and they make some good performances, but there's something missing. It's just uh, the X factor that's missing from the team at this point. Yeah, agreed, yeah. And your thoughts on Leicester? I think Leicester's players are expensable at this point, at, uh, at the very least defenders. Myself, I'm looking at Soyuncu out at some point. Yeah. And I think they've conceded as many goals as Aston Villa or something lately, and they really don't look good. Maybe, maybe just he's a whole team. Hasn't he? Yeah, since yeah, he's been really bad. <laughs> yeah. They've got Ndidi yeah. missing. Ndidi yeah. went missing, and yeah. the whole team fell apart. And the thing that worries me was I was listening to Brendan Rodgers' pre-match interview today. And he said that, oh, they hadn't done much training lately, but this week they have gotten a good week of training. And I was suspected, okay, then. So you found out some new things, you set up your team well without NTD, but you just delivered a terrible performance yet again. And they were pretty it's lucky really to get their goal. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's tough to sell a guy like Vardy at home to West Ham and even a guy like Madison at home to West Ham but if it's the move you need to do to get the players you want I don't think it's too bad and even though a lot of players have managers have a lot of value tied up in Vardy this might be the point to actually spend those millions you've yeah. earned on him the value you earned on him spend it and, and utilize it somewhere else his price will probably go down a bit now Vardy if he doesn't do anything good versus West Ham so the West Ham is maybe the cutoff game for me regarding Vardy. I think the defense is already gone. You don't need them, the defenders anymore. After West Ham, they face Chelsea, Wolverhampton, Manchester City. Yes, bad run. Yeah, and after that, they probably have a blank game week if they can get past Aston Villa in the in the Carabao Cup or the EFL Cup. That's game week 28. They, they were blank. Yeah, yeah. And, and that thing is very important also on the Leicester assets because... They will face Aston Villa in the EFL Cup semi-final second leg before game week 25. So ideally, you would want to keep your Leicester players for one more game week because they might play in game week 28 and then they face Norwich away. So that makes a big difference for me. Yeah, uh, game, game week 28, this actually got a good run. Norwich, Aston Villa, Watford, Brighton all, all yeah. in a row. So it's, it, it, it might be time to bring them back by then. I mean, yeah. Yeah. jetsing them it feels fine <coughs> to me. I mean, yeah, you want to keep them for the West Ham game, but give you some idea on Soyuncu. Going back to game week 18, you're looking at 0-0, did not play 8 uh, against Newcastle, which was kind of a, a bit of an outlier because they just had so many in-game injuries then they they just had to play complete backs to the wall so didn't have yeah. any threat and then it's one and one it's been absolutely appalling from Soyuncu yeah, for and, a long time and their team like yeah, I'm just looking at the stats in the last six game weeks they are third for defensive slip-ups you know tackles lost and uh, for errors in fact as well they're second to Aston Villa on six in the oh. last six as well so it's shown that you yeah, know they're not doing as well so he's one of my moves out as well this week see on you just yeah based on that and based on the potential blank as well fair enough 
Yeah. Okay, I think that's enough on that one. So we'll move on to headline number three. Are there any options from West Ham? So we spoke about this a bit in previous pods, but have any now emerged? So Mark at M. Bison has put, we'd all like an extra double game week player with two fixtures beside their name. But who is the best option from West Ham? Mm-hmm. We also had Jamie Dodd also put, if you have an injured Rashford and can't afford to go up, can't have Bobby, don't want Ings or Jimmy, is Haller worth a cheeky punt? Tom, what do you reckon? This is your team? Uh, yeah, they are. I mean, so I looked at this. I count two options. Um, neither of them I would particularly endorse. But so the fixtures are Leicester away. And we just mentioned <laughs> Leicester in a pretty wretched form, but I still think that's a tough game. And then Liverpool away, which is the hardest game you can have. So are we expecting West Ham to keep clean sheets in either of those games? No. I would say you would be a brave man to bat that, <laughs> brave slash foolish. However, Randolph's come in now at 4.5 million and you would expect him to get the opportunity for saves. I wouldn't particularly endorse this move, but I think that there is at least a line of logic to suggest that you, you know, you could go down there. West Ham have conceded 61 shots on target away from home, which makes them the third worst team, according to Fancy Football Scout. Um, Robert Snodgrass was the only one that I thought of the outfield players interested me really jim i will talk about haller in a minute Hmm. um he's got a goal and two assists in his last five which is you know relatively encouraging at that 5.2 million pound price tag but he's also played less than 30 minutes minutes. in two of those five games and this i did actually go back and and look to see whether or not there's any kind of noticeable difference in how he's performed positionally or statistically under Moyes versus you know his efforts for the rest of the campaign and there's not so (laughs) I mean, based on his delivery, which against Everton was really good, you'd say it's possible he could create a set piece chance in in either of those two games. And the price, you're not, you know, it's not a huge risk, but um, it's not a strong, strong recommendation, really. Haller, he had a couple of chances in the last game against Everton, but um, it's relative, still relatively expensive, and we don't create many chances. So, in spite of Leicester's poor defensive form that we mentioned a few minutes ago, I'm not super excited about recommending. Uh, bringing in Haller and team. The one thing I would say is if you do get one of these West Ham players, we've got Brighton at home in 25. So you, you needn't necessarily abandon them immediately. After that, though, it's not great. So unfortunately, and as usual on the pod, Jim, I am down on West Ham. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I agree with you. I agree. <laughs> Stefan, I assume you're in agreement with Tom there? Yep, 100%. Yeah. It would be either Snodgrass or Haller if I were to take a punt, but I am not going to. Yeah, no, I'm right. Yeah. Let's move on to headline number four then. Do we like Bobby Firmino as the third Liverpool asset? Stefan, going to come to you first. This was the headline from Tom, but mm-hmm. going to put you on the spot first, Stefan. What do you reckon of Bobby? Do you reckon he scored a goal which was disallowed today? Yeah. But would you would you bring him in or would you think to? Uh, I could have brought him in if my team structure was something like I kept Rashford for this game week, hoping he would be fit, and now with him being out for a long while, and if I only had one free transfer, I would get Firmino. But I, I rank him as the sixth best, best Liverpool asset behind uh, all the defenders and Salah and Mane. Oh, well. And I would I would really still try to look for one of those first five because you, you never know with the minutes with Firmino and he was taken off today at around 70 minutes. 82. I rem- yeah. 82, okay. So that's that's better. But he's the guy who can run his socks off for 70 minutes against West Ham, getting taken off early for Origi. 
And if there were, were to be any rotation in the Liverpool lineup, I think Firmino will be the first one to drop out for, say, said Origi. Yeah, and he can go on runs of just complete blanks for you know, seven to eight game weeks. I mean, he could even go on runs of scoring as well. You just don't know when that's going to come. And that's you, know, you want predictability in FPL, and that is not predictable for me. So, yeah, in agreement with you. And, Tom, you raised this particular headline. So I'm assuming you've got some good things to say about Bobby. Your assumption is about to be confirmed. I'm going to prove <laughs> you both wrong. So. Yeah. Bobby, everything that you said is well-reasoned, uh, you know, hard, hard to argue against. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. So 9.4 million. So it's not uh, an insignificant amount of money that you're paying for uh, for Bobby Firmino. But what's really interesting about his performance this season is his seven goals have come exclusively away from home. And their two games in the double game week are Wolves and West Ham uh, away from home. So 11.4% ownership. I think there's a rank consideration here as well in terms of looking to differentiate a little bit. Uh, we know that their fixtures after this double game week, Southampton, Norwich, West Ham, Watford, they're great as well. Whether or not they'll need to uh, necessarily pay too much attention to the league for many games after after the foreseeable future is probably up for debate as they're just running away from with this league. But away from home, he's clearly doing the business. And Fantasy Football Scout, if you look at his comparison this season of home versus away, the minutes consideration, which is obviously huge, is far less of a concern. He's actually averaging 89 minutes played away from home versus 75 minutes at home, which I thought was really interesting. Klopp seems to keep him on for the for the duration away from home. And his metrics, all the key metrics that FF Scout uh, look at, he's doing better away from home in eight of those uh, key metrics. Uh, looking at some of those uh, particular differences, he's fourth for penalty touches of all forwards away from home, second for big chances, and he's creating a chance every 56 minutes, which is of the forwards who've played you know, the majority of the games. He's only behind um, Jimenez there. So I think Bobby Firmino is definitely a punt. I think there are definitely lots of other great options when you're looking at which treble up you want to take in uh, the Liverpool lineup. And you know, I wouldn't say it's going with Sadio Mane and, and um, Mo Salah and TAA presumably or double up with two defenders and one of those premium midfielders is is worse than getting Bobby Firmino but I definitely think it's a viable choice and particularly if you're chasing rank and, and want to be a bit different would be my, my thoughts there. Stefan, batting back with your variant shout that you gave a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. I think I think again we, we try to, we, we see patterns in things that aren't really the real I don't think Klopp is deliberately playing Firmino more away or playing him 90 minutes more away. And I don't think players are that much better away than home. I don't. I just think I we we half our sample size when we look at stats and home and away. And then we also increase the variance. So we. I don't trust those kind of stats because they, they swing back and forth, <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> I I think I can I can accept the performance wise. I don't think he's accidentally not subbing him away from home, (laughs) but um, I can I can I can take your point. I I don't I don't think Klopp does anything deliberate. Like why why should he why should he keep? Okay, maybe a Norwegian gets lost there in translation, but why should Klopp keep Firmino on the pitch longer in away games? Does he do that and sit sit in his office and say, okay, in away games, I need to play Firmino ninety minutes, and at home, I can rest him a bit. I've, I've no idea. Maybe it's because they're, they're comfortable. I, who knows? But the the, uh, the evidence is there. He gets more minutes away from home. But yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's fair, he has fair, been getting more minutes away from home. But we don't know if he will 
continue that trend. <laughs> no, no, particularly with that that game in between the two the the, the two games we mentioned. So uh, yeah, interesting one, and uh, yeah, like like I said, hard to argue against the the other options for the treble up in the in the Liverpool uh, contingent, but. We'll see. We'll see how Bobby does. Over yeah, there. we will see. I mean, I, I I agree with Stefan here, but I can you can also see it that he could go on a mini run for me. You know, you just you just don't know with FPL. Uh, yeah, it could happen. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see. yeah, interesting debate. Yeah. Okay, headline number five then. So final plan for double game twenty four. So we've got a question here from Mark at M Bison twenty two. How dangerous is it not to have Mane for the double? Would you switch Salah for him? So, Stefan, what would you do if you... Oh, no, you do have Salah. (laughs) And you don't have money. You're going to stick with Salah, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how dangerous is it without without having money? Well, if you if you care about your overall rank and you you think you have a great rank at this point, going without money could hurt your great rank. But uh, I don't think you need to go chase those money points if you're not doing very well at this point. Just get your three Liverpool players and make sure the rest of the team is good and hope for the best, I would say, because money can hurt you and if it does real good he will hurt you but then again it's not like he's going to get 60 70 points as a triple captain we just don't know he just blanked again today so he could blank both games he could score well both games and the big thing is he's owned by so many managers he will be captain and triple captain so if you have a very good rank and you're very satisfied with your rank you should get money to protect the rank if that is how you like to play this game i agree with that stefan I've got the same quandary. I'm Salah, Robertson, and TAA. I think that's the same uh, compliment as you've got as well, and I'll be sticking with that and you know hoping for the best. Yeah. So that that just to confirm, you're both on the TAA, Robertson, and Salah trio, and that is your double game week plan so far. And we'll come to the captains on captains, but that seems to be your teams. Yeah. How about you? Dave? It is, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you reckon, mate? So I am on, uh, well, I'm currently on Salah and Mane, and mm-hmm. I'm waiting on extra news for the VVD, bringing them in for Sion Yu, so I will end up with the three no West Ham assets at all, and that will be me. So I'll be ending up with VVD, Mane, and Salah. And I do think, me and Stefan have had a personal discussion on this one, but I do think there is a slight argument that VVD could be a better option than the likes of TAA and Robertson. And it's not the case that I actually think he was going to score more points if he plays both games. It's the fact that he's more assured that he would play both games than the other two. So, Stefan, just tell listeners what we discussed the other day and what you, what you said back to me on that one. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> 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 I have like cool, right? I, have, I, have, I have 100 I have 100 like on this chat Come on, you, uh, you I can't said, remember anything you said it's not a good enough reason not to go TAA and Robertson if you've got the option to is that right it's something about the money of course if you can do this straight if you lack money for either Arnold or Robertson then you should go Van Dijk if you can afford him yeah. and, and he's going to play both games and they're going to have maybe a very similar expected points and he, He's going to get free headers. We all know this. Yeah. He scored his goal today, though, so he's... Uh, uh, no, no, don't give me variance rubbish. 
It's, it's, it's this thing, though, isn't it? This is why the people are so big on the. Well, I'm saying some people would be interested to know your guys' thoughts on the triple captain chair, yeah. but it's the fact that this double game week, although it's two away games, it's a long period between games of Thursday through Wednesday. I know they've got the, the the cup in between, but that suggests that you know, like chance of a resting period in the league is is presumably a little bit less than a quote unquote you know typical double game week. I know that there's a shorter turnaround until game, game week twenty five, the yeah. Southampton at home, but then they've got you know fourteen days between that and their next game. So w- w- will he just you know flog the players until then and then say you know what you're then going to have a period of, of um, no training after that is. Presumably that's possible. I think it will do. I think it will play the exact same back four for all the next three games in the Premier League. There will be a rotation in the midfield. Maybe Origi gets some minutes, but I would expect the same lineup from Liverpool with regards to defence and attack like they had today. We will see. Right. Yeah. Let's move it on to the questions. Okay, so we had one here from uh, Alan Duffin from our Slack channels, but uh, what are your feelings on bringing players in a couple of weeks early before you actually want them in order to set your team up? Just my point on that, I think that if you want a player, but you're bringing them in too early, maybe against bad fixtures, I would just make sure that you've done the rest of your team first. If you could, that player can wait for me. What are your thoughts, Tom? Um... I think I agree. I think my feeling is with transfers is so much can change between game weeks, which is outside of our control. So kind of predicting that there'll be this period of like inertia for three weeks or three game weeks, for example, before you actually want to deploy someone just feels a bit naive to me. I think you need to focus on what you know right now and target the next game week to maximize your points return rather than um, an assumption that, you know, there's going to be total stability because the one thing we know is that things are going to come that we haven't predicted is is my overriding feeling there yep stefan yeah, i agree with what tom said although in the case of rashford injury that just happened uh, when he got out i was like okay Ings is going to come in at some point he was supposed to come in in game week 26 but when rashford got injured why not just make that transfer already yeah. It, uh, mm-hmm. although it didn't work out so far, it can still work out. And I think it's, uh, it's like you said, lots of things can change in a couple of game weeks. But if you have planned in it, a guy. F- yeah. That, I mean, the Wolves game at home was still attractive enough, right? To warrant, you know, losing him and there's for him, for example. You know, people could have made that transfer and yeah. it could have been to- <laughs> yeah. totally sensible and, yeah. you know, all good, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all agree on that. So yeah. you were basically talking a bit against yourself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh God! Roll okay. on next season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, roll on to the next question as well. So, yeah, we've got one here from Toby One Kenobi. Building on Talisman theory, double game week twenty four doesn't seem like a good time for a triple captain. In addition to that, fixtures aren't great. A possible double game week in game week thirty four with Vardy, Ings, Rashford makes little more sense. What are your thoughts? So he's thinking about holding off the the triple C, and I think. We probably should discuss the triple captain more when we come to captains. But what are your thoughts about using it in another double game week potential? Tom, I'll come to you first. I'd be quick with this because my feeling is it's a good time to to use it. As I say, there's a longer gap between games than we typically expect within a a double game week. Um, And I also like that Liverpool are still, in theory, competing for this league rather than having it wrapped up. 
So I actually like it as a triple captain option for double game week 24. Yes, Stefan? Yeah, the pros is uh, Liverpool have a double game week. We know they're going to have a double game week. Playing a triple captainship on the Liverpool players seems like a good idea. That's the argument for using it. And other than that, I would just say generally that if you have all your chips intact... Playing one of them already now is a good thing because it allows you more options later on in the season. But oh. if you have, have spent a couple of chips or one chip, it's easier to save the triple captain chip for later because you will have it. You will have more double game weeks to spend it on. I agree with you, but I am going to jump to the bottom of my little questions here. I've just um, highlighted a note from Ben Krellin. has put treble game week watch. Based on mm. the bookies' odds, Man City mm. have about 25% chance of reaching the EFL Cup Final, the FA Cup Semi-Final, and the Champions League Semi-Final. This would lead to them having three postponed fixtures and only two midweeks to play them in. So that is a potential, which is something inside of me is, which is really hoping for that. <laughs> As... Phil Foden, triple captain. <laughs> yeah, Phil Foden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. It means that you won't play. They won't you, play you in bas- the league. But yeah, you're basically going to get you're going to get two games out of those city players, the, even if they play three in a game week. I think. Yeah, this is where your argument of this is what we know. We know they are playing. We know they are playing twice, and we are we are semi sure that they are going to play both games because of the time difference as you said Tom so this is where you kind of you know that it's going to be a good option we, we all we're all going to captain one of them it's just that triple captaincy is just putting it, that edge ahead depending on how well they score so yeah I, would you I Jim would you would you risk it on a on a TAA would you would you see mm. there's a viable triple captaincy no Get double game week 24 there's anything anything in that I, I don't like that I just I like the higher ce- I know TAA's got a really high ceiling from what he can produce but I just prefer knowing that Salah can get two goals in the games or Mane can mm-hmm. get two goals in the game whereas you can't see TAA getting two goals in the game you can see him getting loads of assists yes but yeah I just I would prefer the goals I'm more of a goals man what about you Stefan any, any difference of opinion there I think it's okay to spend it on Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's basically an attacker, and he gets clean he points. And he's better on bonus than Salah, so it's always safer to put it on than on the attacker. But yeah. if you're looking to take a punt, tripling up on Alexander-Arnold, I would maybe recommend that over getting Firmino. <laughs> just just as, <laughs> as, a, as a punt. Touche, yeah. I think I think what I liked it, it prompted the question there, Jim, was the um, you're saying everyone's going to captain Salah or Mane. I don't totally get that. So I guess you'd be gambling on on the both of them disappointing over the double game week and, and really, you know, uh, feeling the benefit of if they say get back to back clean sheets um, yeah. and and to make ground on your opponents that way. So yeah, it w- of course it would it would be a gamble. Yeah, and I, th- I think I think also to to round it off, people have to lower their expectations on what they are want to get out of the triple captain. If yeah. they get like twelve points, that's a good score. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That. Yeah. You'll move on to the next question now. So something that we've mentioned already here. So Fancy Guide FPL at Fancy Guide uh, Andy, who's been on recently, has put Will Mares be safe for the Champions League when it resumes soon. So we have discussed this, and I think that he possibly will as well. But I can't see Pep just throwing away the league altogether and not going for it at all. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not even not even the good lord knows what Pep's going to do yeah. does he? Um, 
<laughs> you could see Mares missing some minutes in the league, couldn't you? I mean, the Champions League is going to be what they focus on, you'd think, now, for the, yeah. with Liverpool having this, this, this huge lead. Yeah, yeah. That. Okay, move on to the next question. So, uh, FPL underscore FPL at FPL Nerd has put, why are we playing this game? It's a very good question, but you're playing it because we all love it. There's no denying deep down we do love it when it's all going well your week is so much better and knowing that you've watched all the football as well and you love the football it's just there's loads of reasons what about you guys why are you playing i agree with you i'm at <laughs> no i don't know i don't know why we're playing it's not worth it <laughs> jack it in now in all seriousness i think given the choice of playing this game and all of the headaches it causes you versus you know a summer with no international football say and you know, clearly no domestic one which is better it's it's playing the game right it's still a game we all enjoy and the highs still outweigh the low yeah, so yeah, uh, exactly. that's also have one here from FPL Red Eagle saying my only question is how do we stop this season reset button <laughs> anywhere there's a lot of people thinking like that but if we all stay together uh, carry on listen to podcasts you know, get involved gauge with other people it makes it more enjoyable that way as well I know Alex was saying last week that sometimes that does actually is a bit of a detriment to uh, how he performs but you've got to curb it and learn how to use the information and not you know make it decide or change your decisions in any way so don't all get down I'm having a terrible season so far but I know that I can improve it so that's what I'm hoping for and that's what I uh, do this podcast for as well right so moving on to the next question now so FPL Sponge has put hold Jimenez or sell him (laughs) ahead of tough fixtures if so who are the best price uh, price strikers so Tom brilliant thanks (laughs) yeah I mean what you need to do with Jimenez is transfer him out just before he scores a brace and bring in you know someone 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 who doesn't return, that no one will see that coming. That's <laughs> that's true strategy. So I think that's that's what I did, and that's what I would recommend anyone else do. If you had him now, would you would you get rid? I mean, do you know what? In all seriousness, again, like Jimenez is just a player that I really like in terms of how composed he is when he gets his chances. You always feel like he's going to hit the target. Yeah. Um that cut back from Triore um in the game just played over the over the weekend. It was a good chance, but you you know you could have seen that being played straight at the keeper or hit over the bar. But no, he kind of passed it into the into the bottom corner, and that wasn't a shock. So I think keeping Jimenez and as a kind of fixture-proof upper mid-priced type striker is totally viable. Yes, they're t- tough fixtures, but you'd back him for the chances that they do create for him to hit the target and and ultimately have a good chance of getting some points. Well, I'm and I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, didn't do that, and it cost me. I've only just brought him in, so I'm hanging on to him. I just, I can see your arguments of removing though, but at the moment he's staying because I've got other things yeah, to yeah. do. So. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of bigging up keeping him. It was just because yeah. I thought Ings was just crucial with ahead of this run, but yeah. um, I kind of, kind of regret doing it now. Clearly, yeah. just keep him, keep him. If anyone's gonna end the Liverpool clean sheet streak, it will be Jimenez yeah. the next game week. Okay, that's all the questions for this week. Time for the Iceman's Fish Break. (laughs) 
Welcome back from the Arsenal's Piss Break. We will move to partner chat now. So, Mikael Topvan's algorithm this week is suggesting for me to do the exact moves which I am planning to do. So, thank you, Mikael. It's suggesting for me to go Sterling to Mane, which I've already done, and Sionu to VVD. Onwards and upwards with my season, and thank you to the transfer algorithm. If you want to check that out, it's patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. We are also partnered with Fancy Football Hub, and we've been given an exclusive sign-up offer of Surgery 10. If you go to fancyfootballhub.co.uk, you can sign up there for 10% off. And FPL Doodles is still making lovely doodles every every week on Twitter. He is at FPLDoodles1 on Twitter. Right, Traptons. Transfers and Captains. We've got a question here from Rave at R underscore KTK Anderson. Who do you triple captain for this game week, stats-wise? So, Tom, I'm going to come to you for your, your Traptons and to answer that question as you do. Yeah, so transfer-wise, I've got one free transfer. The only one I was talking to Stefan about it on when we were on the break, actually, I might look to move uh, Mason Mount to either a West Ham midfielder like Snodgrass just to play the two games or possibly to upgrade him to Lucas Moura, which is something that uh, Stefan recommended, which I quite like the look of. Captain-wise, I'll either be going on for TAA as a bit of a differential or it'll just stick it on uh, Salah. And I think I'm all but certain to use the triple captain in this game week. Okay, and Stefan? Yeah, I'm pretty certain, or I'm mighty 9% certain I'm going to spend the triple captain on Salah for the reasons given earlier in the pod. I don't own money, so my choice is pretty easy. And if you own both money and Salah, I would still recommend Salah as he is expected to score more points than money pretty much every week. It's not by a, a big, it's not a big difference, but it's usually some small percentage each, each game week. So. Stefan, do you know whether or not Milner is injured, injured? Like, are we injured. expecting him back for the double game week 24? Because if not, then I guess penalties would be with, with Mo. Yeah, even though after the Vardy captain today, I'm not, I, I won't be very <laughs> yeah, happy fair, fair if Liverpool yeah. gets a penalty. Okay. I will just, I, That's I can't, a good point. Can't, yeah. can't watch it, I think. It's, All uh, right. it's too much pressure. <laughs> uh, Milner should be out still, so that benefits both Salah and Robertson as he can't rotate <laughs> with Milner. Well, uh, and uh, other than that, I have the mo- bo- most boring plan for gaming twenty four, and that is to save the transfer. Because <laughs> you've already got your team, yeah. Yeah, I got like Sony. So, yeah, I got Sony last game week, and uh, there's this guy FBL subscribe who said he probably will reveal some team sheets before the deadline. So I guess if he reveals some of my players being benched, I might do some moves very tight up to the deadline, but. If nothing comes up, I will just keep the same team and prepare for game week 25. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, you were saying that you two both don't have Salah and Mane, and Rave is asking who you triple captain stats-wise. So my only research for this particular pod, because I literally got back about a, a half an hour before we started recording. So whilst my fiancé was in the spa, I took a look at this. I listened to the FML FPL podcast, as I mentioned, and Walsh mentioned that he doesn't believe in home and away stats for Mane and Salah, but you should look at their left and right flanks. And as you mentioned a few pods ago, Stefan, as you mentioned on this pod, you don't think that the home and away stats, they are just variants. And I agree with you both on this. So I took Walsh's point there and I thought I'd look into it a little bit just whilst I was sat there doing nothing. Over the season, Wolves have conceded 219 crosses 
from the left side and 190 from the right. So this is Robertson TAA territory. But I looked at the chances as well conceded. So Wolves have conceded 60 chances from the left, 65 from the centre and 64 from the right. So pretty evenly spread for Wolves over the season there. So I thought I'd have a look at West Ham over the season as well. They have conceded 208 crosses from the left and 210 from the right over the season. And for chances conceded, they have conceded 70 from the left, 69 from the centre, 74 from the right. So again, evenly spread. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is going, this is going absolutely no. Fascinating. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> the last six, so this is where it comes down a little bit more interesting. Wolves have conceded 46 crosses from the left and 27 from the right. Ooh. For chances conceded as well, Wolves have conceded 16 chances from the left, 15 from the centre and 12 from the right. So I'm starting to draw a slight conclusion that Wolves are a little bit weaker down the left-hand side. This is just regarding the stats. So West Ham also conceded 43 crosses from the left and 58 from the right. For chances conceded, they've conceded 14 chances from the left and 13 from the centre, 11 from the right. So again, like Wolves, a slight increase of chances conceded from the left. This concludes me to who plays down the left. Who is it for Liverpool that plays? Oh, it's Salah. Oh, okay. So Salah. So let's have a look at the stats between Salah and Mane. So Salah plays down the left. So that's a a point in his direction there. As Stefan has said, the Salah plays on the right. I was going to say, do we mean chances to, by the left? Oh, is it, sorry, is sorry. It I, so it's their left. Sorry, my misunderstanding <laughs> okay, there. Okay, their left. Their okay. left, yeah. Salah <laughs> plays on their left, but he plays on the right. So he's playing on their left, if that makes any sense. I didn't make that clear. I do apologise. But <laughs> as, you, as you mentioned earlier, Stefan, Salah has actually played less games than Mane. He's played 18 to Mane's 19 over the season. And you're right, he is... Right up there for expected goals. Uh, His XG is 10.02 to Mane's 9.9 over the season. And even for expected assists as well, it's 3.46 to Mane's 3.08. So he's winning on those particular credentials. He's not winning on goals. He does have penalties in his back pocket and he does take the most shots as well. So there is a lot going in his favour there. So just looking at his goal attempts over the season, it's 66 to Mane's 49. I know Mane is probably more clinical than Salah but there's a lot riding there for Salah in my eyes so this is why I've definitely got my captain on him I'm just I'm in an iron about that triple captaincy still I think I might go with it but that is my move I'm as I mentioned you uh, you heard from top fans algorithm my moves are Sterling to Mane and Sionu to VBD and yes that is why I am captaining Salah that's Pretty cool, Jim. I like that. That's does <laughs> yep. really back up the, the feeling that Salah's a viable triple captain. I like it. Good yeah. on even, you. Even more comfortable with Captain yeah. Salah now, James. Good, Good. on it. Right, so leagues haven't updated yet. So I will mention the Patreon Cup was won again by Captain Kingpin. He won this for the second time that we've run a cup competition. So I will be sending the prizes his way. I do have loads to send. So sorry to the people that I haven't sent to. I've been on holiday and been busy. But you will be getting your prizes. So well done to to Simon there. If you want to join our mini league though, the code is CCCJK2. We will list that next game week. So we're going to come to you now, Tom. 
Mm. For the guess, top three picks for this week and top three differentials. Rightio, mate. Um, I mean, we talked a lot about the obviously the double game weekers, so let's put them to one side. I think the top three uh, players for the game week are Son. Um, we mentioned four shots, two on target in the last one. They're playing Norwich, so he looks definitely viable, and Stefan's already got him in place, so he's a great shout. <laughs> Alongside that, I think Deli Alley, 8.6 mil, likewise looks kind of creative. I think he needs to step up as well. And just a quick word on him, last couple of home games against sort of quote-unquote weaker opposition. He got nine points versus Burnley and eight versus Brighton. So that kind of bodes well. And I think we mentioned uh, Martial, in spite of uh, Rashford's injury, is still a viable pick, Burnley at home. I just thought today me looked really slow. So could see him doing something there. Differentials-wise, one of them's kind of been shot down quite strongly in <laughs> Neil Mope. So let's uh, move him as, uh, out. And I actually did include a cheeky fourth. So he can be promoted into the third, and we'll, we'll say goodbye to Neil. So the first one, I don't think you guys will like this one, but that's the point of a differential. So I like James Tompkins uh, versus Southampton at home this week. I didn't like Saints' defending from set plays in their last game. And Tomkins uh, is always a threat at set pieces. So 0.7%, why not go for uh, James Tomkins? I like uh, Jaffet Tanganga, I think is how you pronounce his name, the £4 million Tottenham defender. He randomly played on the left, that's Tottenham's left, uh, versus Watford, um, which is kind of surprising because he was rampaging down the right against Borough in the cup in midweek. And he was quality, got man of the match in that game. So I really like him um, and his engine and Love to see him keep his uh, keep his uh, starting spot there. And the last one, Jim, is a guy called uh, Ignacio Passetto. So he's 5.0 million. The Watford signing, he joined uh, for £7 million uh, in the January transfer window. He's a right winger. He can play up front as well. He's actually <laughs> played the majority of his career as a forward. And he's just signed from Udinese. He was the dude who cleared the ball right off the line, uh, if anyone saw the, the highlights of the, or indeed the game against Spurs. So... Playing Villa, I think he'll probably get a start, uh, my feeling is, because of Sar's injury. So it's a hell of a punt. He's clearly going to be owned by nobody. So uh, as differentials go, that's about as different as you can get. Those are my three. I love it. I'd like to add, I own Mopé and I will own him for some more time. So (laughs) I'm not saying he won't do anything good. I got got you. I'm not impressed. (laughs) Fair enough. Right, let's move on to the feedback box. So mostly messages from people saying how much they miss me, uh, but you know, I picked yeah, one out of yeah. those, which was not about me. Just giving you some credit, Stefan. So FPL Sizz has put, really enjoyed Stefan on the pod these past few weeks. A novel voice and accent in the podcast field. So a lot of credit going to you there, Stefan. Also, you know, you I, I still need to give you credit for last week. You did work very hard after you had a lot of trouble with the recordings and I uh, do really appreciate it so thank you publicly here here good job thanks okay that is it for this week so tom how do we get in contact you normally where where Um, do we find you yeah like i say i have sort of cut back on twitter a fair bit but still drop me a note um at utterly tc and i'm sure i'll get back to you at, at some point and i do my match of the day notes there pretty much every game week so you can you can check those out at the same handle those are great yeah, Thanks, they're, mate. they're interesting it's because if you if you don't watch match today you can just read what tom puts yeah and and take my opinion as as gospel away does matter for Firmino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much mate you've been great no worries. As usual. absolute pleasure uh, pleasure. stefan thank you again for coming on mate and thank you again for last week yeah thanks 
good to be on. If you liked what you've heard today and would like to support the podcast, please do so at patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. Please join the podcast mini league, which the code is CCCJK2. Check out our website at FPL surgery. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Twitter at FPL surgery. Subscribe on iTunes and please remember to rate the podcast and email me info at fplsurgery.com. Good luck in your game weeks, everyone, and up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. That was great. Really enjoyed that, guys. It's fit, fit. Okay, that's all the questions for. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> And good luck in your game weeks, everyone, and up the pod. Oh, I haven't even done the outro. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I totally forgot. Uh